0: sports talk mississippi's brian haydad along with robbie falk from 24 7 sports give you an inside look at the bulldogs on the field the court and the diamond now get ready for thunder and lightning this is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Sunday afternoon, Victory Sunday. Thanks for joining us here at Supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House. Oh no, no, no I always do that. I always do that. They are they're, they're later. Hey, there you know what? I'll get we'll get them later.
1: I know who's not getting some coffee today. Oh uh, well, we'll talk about that later.
0: Uh <laughs> College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Guys, you've got to make those holiday decisions now. And doing that means shopping with College Corner. Get something for the Mississippi State fan of your life. Something for the house, something for themselves, something for their car. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white. They've got it at the two locations of College Corner and at collegecornerstore.com. Get ahead of the game. Don't be late on Christmas Day. Get it done with College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. I uh, I walked past Humble Taco on Saturday, man. The patio was full, and everybody looked like they were having a great time out there. And no surprise, because the food's fantastic, and, and so is everything else about Humble Taco. It is just a great Starkville restaurant, and it's a Mexican restaurant that you won't find anywhere else. Uh, not just in Starkville, but anywhere else. I do mean anywhere. So, next time you're up here, make sure that that's on your list of things to do. Head over to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs wants to remind you that there's no better stop for lunch in Starkville than Firehouse Subs. And if you want to make it really easy on yourself, download their app for your iPhone or Android device. You get rewards, and most importantly, you skip the line. You're in, you're out, and you're eating lunch. You know you don't have a whole lot of time, so there you go. Head over to Humble Top I'm sorry. Head over to Firehouse Subs when you have so many. You know, it's, it's I'm like a guy with 12 kids. They
1: were racking them up at this point.
0: Yeah, so... But that's it. Head over to Firehouse Subs. Grab yourself something: the Philly cheesesteak, the club, the meatball. All of three of those are my favorites. Uh, The club. club. I mean, Robbie loves it. So Uh, head over there today, tomorrow, whenever. And head over to Firehouse Subs and enjoy a great sandwich. All right, Mississippi State thirty-one. Kentucky 17, and I tell you that that score flatters the Kentucky Wildcats. That game was not close Uh, after it was 10-0. State completely dominated the game on both sides of the ball. Easily the best win of the Mike Leach tenure when you consider the the completeness of the victory, even better than the LSU game uh, from a year ago. State was balanced offensively, and I do mean balanced. Uh, Defensively, they forced four four turnovers. I'm going to be really picking nits if I find anything negative about it. What about somebody else? Does he have anything negative to say? I doubt it very seriously. Let's find out, though. Tell him, fuck!
1: Well, I want to spend most of this show talking about the M over S, Brian. <laughs> all right. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that at all. That could all. be a thing that is true. but Well, I don't think we're going to spend much time on that at all, no, no, but no, no. I'm sure we'll leave that to the message boards. There is absolutely no one. That can be upset about and this game. And the Falk means no one? And the Falk means no one. All right. Um, there's no one that can be upset about this ball game. I'm sure somebody would Not one try. person. If you are, then you were just a miserable person and nothing's going to please you. We talked about all week. This is a really good Kentucky team. i would mentioned throughout there, maybe they're fool's gold a little bit, but... I feel like they were going to be sound defensively. We've seen that enough from them in their time under Mark Stoops. We knew that they could they could run the football. We knew they had at least two really good offensive linemen that could allow that to happen. Mississippi State dominated them for three quarters. Mm-hmm. Dominated wasn't close. Fourteen mm-hmm. point game wasn't close. Um, you know, late in the ball game, they got the touchdown in the fourth quarter. Mississippi State got in kind of ball control mode. Um I think they ran like 7 minutes off the clock or something in the fourth quarter. The time possession was unlike anything I've seen at Mississippi State in quite some time. Maybe the last time I can remember it being that big of a differential was I don't know the Florida game at Florida in 2010. That's, that's
0: a good one. State had a couple have had a couple like that, but it, 41
1: it to 18, Brian, that yeah. is nuts.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I said on the on the post game, you can't always tell who won the game from time of possession, but when it's that big, you can tell.
1: If I looked at the stats last night and I saw that big of a gap, four turnovers, I would I would say State won the ball game by thirty five points. Yeah, uh, I, I mean that's that's how ba- that's how badly they dominated that ball game after the first quarter. Yeah, I thought the first quarter, the response from the first quarter showed that this team. Is resilient and they can get through some tough moments. They're not going to be deterred. They um, they they're, they're, they can find ways to get back in games. And man, after that punt return, after the the missed field goal and all that, the team just turned it on. I mean, something that I said last week, I just kept thinking about during that game last night. I said that I don't think it's defenses now that that matter more for Mississippi State to have success I think it's Mississippi State on offense and the execution that they show on offense that matters the most and that's what we saw in four straight possessions we saw Will Rogers and I thought especially the offensive line Jaquavius Marks and and Dylan Johnson more than anybody else those guys executed the game plan back-to-back possessions of 75 yard touchdowns and that was huge and and another thing we always talk about is Mississippi State can't overcome getting off schedule and drives. They can't overcome, you know, getting past a penalty, getting past a negative play on first down. Well, they did that on Saturday night. There were several times they were behind the chains. I go back to the – it was like second and and 25 or something. They had a false start. I think they might have had a holding on back-to-back plays. Will Rogers fires one down the field uh, for a big play to Jaden Wally. We saw that all night long. And – uh I think Will Rogers put to rest any kind of concern about him moving forward. This is his football team. It's going to take a great effort from somebody else to knock him off his perch because he's locked in right now. And last night was the best he's played in his career at Mississippi State. He only had one touchdown, but I don't think that tells a full story for Will Rogers. 36 for 39 is incredible. And, um, It wasn't like he was throwing a bunch of dump-offs. That's not what he was doing all night. He was getting the ball down the field, had a beautiful pass to uh, Ra-Ra Thomas for a touchdown, threw a couple of really good strikes to Jaden Wally. Great ball game by Will Rogers, and he silenced a lot of haters on Saturday night. But overall, just a fantastic win for Mississippi State. I don't think Kentucky is as good as a lot of people thought they were, but I'm not going to take anything away from Mississippi State in this game. They deserve... Their shine on this. They came in. It was a big time ball game, a top 15 ball game, and State came in, executed, and got a, a huge win, which I think is going to be big for them moving forward.
0: I agree. Agree 100%. And uh, yeah, really good win for Mississippi State, top to bottom. I mean, it had been a while, because I didn't go to Nashville, it's been a while since I've seen Mississippi State just dominate a team. Yeah. You know, and even then, I mean, Vanderbilt, it's Vanderbilt, this, is a, this was supposed to be a pretty good team um well, talk well about
1: the that. offense is just starting to home i yeah. mean this is this is this is exactly what i've been talking about with this offense when they get into a groove and they get to the point where everybody's clicking and they're doing their job this offense can be fun to watch and it was fun to watch on saturday
0: yeah i agree agree 100 percent. all right let's uh get into the uh you know where we're going unless that's brought to you by our good friends at the mississippi beef council who want to remind you that uh You know Thanksgiving is coming up, and that's the time for uh, for turkey. I get that, but you know the other day, you know the other days of the month, those are days for beef. So grab some steaks, grab a couple of burgers, put them on the grill, and enjoy yourself. And you're also supporting fifteen thousand of your Mississippi beef producers uh, in our state. You know the state's agriculture. It's not just about cotton and soybeans. Beef is a big, big part of what we do. And beef is also great. Not only does it taste good. It's a great value as well. There are great prices on beef right now, and you can in, you help stretch your health. You stretch your budget. You don't have to give up the health benefits, and you're eating a high-protein diet. If you're looking for some new recipes, you want to visit msbeef.org. This time of year when it's a little chilly, maybe you want some chili. Maybe you want a stew or a soup. You're not quite sure how to make them. Go to msbeef.org for that and a lot more information about the beef industry here in Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I ate Two Brothers twice last week. I like to call that hashtag
1: blessed. Yeah, you and I both went there to uh, eat last week Mm -hmm. with uh, the corporation. The Corporate Stooges. That's right, and And it was outstanding as it always is.
0: And then I went again on Saturday, and it was outstanding as it always is.
1: Well, I mean, that's the start of a great day if you ask me.
0: it, it, it It was. It was a great day. So... Two Brothers, you know what the the, the deal is there, man. The food is fantastic. The people are great. And what a great spot to enjoy yourself on your way to Davis Wade Stadium. If you're headed back to Starkville anytime soon and you don't go to Two Brothers, I'm not sure that you really went to Starkville. Head over to the Cotton District and grab some smoked southern soul food from our friends at Two Brothers Smoked. Meets. Advantage Business Systems is going to take care of your business with a two way plan. First and foremost, they have an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs to thrive from a technological standpoint. And then every sale they make is backed up with the kind of customer service you'd expect doing business with your next door neighbor, which is what they are, Advantage Business Systems. They are your next door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business just like you. They've been doing business in our state for 46 years plus. So you can't stay, nobody stays around that long unless they're taking care of their customers. You should call them today and find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I got 10 things that are true today. They are all incredibly true. Uh, there's not a lie amongst the group. Let's just jump right into them. I, I only have one negative one. It's the first one, though. You ready? Special teams? No. Okay, I guess I have two. Okay. The baseball ceremony was awful. Just awful. And it made me really upset that with eight there were eight to nine minutes left in halftime when all of the halftime ceremony all the homecoming ceremonies ended. More than enough time to give the national champions the moment they deserved instead of trying to rush it through a two minute commercial break where you can't even announce Tanner Allen. Really poorly done, and that's incredibly disappointing.
1: I don't know what happened there. Right. I, I really don't. I mean, you you knew going in that you had three minutes, I guess, yeah. to get it in. Yeah. Um the 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 video was gonna be what, like a minute yeah. long and so you then got two minutes to announce like forty people. You couldn't I let mean, any of the
0: announcements breathe. I mean like when Landon Sims or Will Bednar or Roddy Jordan, they're going to get a little more ovation yeah. than some of the other guys. But you couldn't let that breathe and let the crowd cheer because you're moving on to the next guy so quickly. And then it finished, they're trying to get them off the field as they get to Tanner Allen and Chris Limones, the two most important guys. They didn't think this through. Do, they had time at half. This should have led halftime.
1: Is the, is, the is the better move to just not have it on homecoming and well, just do that at halftime and have a massive presentation at halftime? I, I get that, but they could have done both so
0: easily. They could have had the, the, the big thing for, home, for, uh, for the national champions that could have taken – I mean, honestly, if you'd given them six minutes, that's plenty of time. And you still have plenty of time. Obviously, because there were nine minutes left on the clock – when they when they were they pulled everybody off the field for homecoming.
1: Yeah, I mean it was. just... It could
0: have been done better. It, I hated it. I hated it. I wish it was very disappointing because that's the first time you've ever honored a national championship team, and and they, and they blew it. They blew it. There's no other way around it.
1: And, I mean, to be fair, they've. It's not like this is the only time they've honored the team. I mean, they had the massive ceremony right. at Davis Wade, which I was mean, fantastic. So fantastic. I mean, like. I agree with playing devil's advocate at the same time. Like, uh, how much more pomp and circumstance did we need? This was the first time with the national championship rings. Though. I I agree. Uh,
0: I and mean, you, man, I would say this. This is how I would put it, and I think my friends in the end zone eleven would agree with me. If you're going to do something, do it well.
1: Oh I, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, there's with that no at way all. If, 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 you can't. You can't call what we Here's do. Here's what do I have well. a bigger problem with: okay. the replay on the boards. There's a lot of issues. What is happening? Right now. There's a what? lot of issues in the stadium. I, I don't know that. I you know maybe maybe somebody can explain it to me, and I'm sure somebody will send me a message or something. Yeah, but can we just get some clarification, well, just, just so we replace. can tell people? Well, I mean, and somebody else th-
0: made a good point that
1: nobody know, I have no. People are talking on Twitter like that's a fumble. That's a that's a targeting. I have no. Idea. I don't know. I if I I, if I say something and somebody says like, well, that should have been holding, and that should have been blocking back. I don't know I all I can see is what's live yeah we don't get reap you know what really
0: bothers me and somebody brought this up I think on your on your message board is that kicks like we're not seeing the field goal from the back yeah so I can see if it went you know how did he miss
1: it or how did it you know how is that a, is that could that possibly be they don't want to like d- distract the kicker like with that on the board or something I, mean, I don't know anything that's on the board is going to distract him isn't it well, maybe if it's not just like a logo like they put
0: up there. I guess. I don't, I don't know. But even then, show the replay.
1: I don't know. I just the, – the, the the replays are really bothersome. bother. I, I don't want to see we'll Richard Schwartz. I don't want to
0: see – Okay, yeah, we got to talk about that real quick. I'm making a call to Bulldog fans everywhere. we got to get Richard Schwartz out of here. Come on, guys. Somebody I, has got to have the money to step up and say, I'll take that spot. Somebody has to have it. Come on.
1: Yeah, Richard Schwartz up there who who pays money to I, pays I, more much more money to the University yes, of Mississippi yes. than he does Mississippi State is up there wearing a a MSU polo. It's like you always say, like how is his skin I not just burning? Skin bubbling. I mean, yeah, there's got to be something. I mean, y'all, can you not make Columbus Orthopedic the, th- the There's got to be some some MSU lawyer that has that money. I'm, I'm if just, it's got to be a lawyer, there's got to
0: be somebody. I'm putting the call out there. Make it happen. <laughs> All right, those that's one A, one B, and one C. Number two, we haven't said it in a while in this show, but it's all about that balance. The balance. It's all about the balance. Oh, my gosh. Was it almost 50-50? Every time they do that,
1: too, by the way, the offense
0: is really good. Or at least it's good, yeah. Because it was good against LSU. They they struggled in the red zone, which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, they didn't struggle in the red zone in this game.
1: Yep, Um, which was one of our keys going in. Mm -hmm. They had to finish those drives more often than not with touchdowns. We had two real keys,
0: right? Stop the run. in the red zone, and limit big plays. Biggest play Kentucky had last night was 21 yards.
1: And don't allow them to establish the run. We'll say, State, State not even close. State outgained them by almost 30 yards rushing. We'll talk about defense in just
0: a minute. Uh, but the balance of the offense, especially early in the game, set everything else up. State actually had a running game threat. Now, when you look at the, the stats by the end of the game, Marks was down to like three and a half yards a carry. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where both he and Johnson were around seven. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually Kentucky sort of caught on to it. But by that point, Will Rogers... But well, then you had, open up the pass. Well, by that point, Will Rogers had stopped throwing incompletions. Yeah. He just decided he wasn't going to do that last night. I don't know if that's a viable thing. I don't know if it's going to be an every week thing. But just and this is what we've talked about in the past, just being efficient when you run. Even if you only run 15 times in the game, if you're getting seven yards a carry, that's fine. I mean, I, that's better than fine. I mean, that, that's 80-something yards. That's 15 times uh, seven is uh, carrying. 85 yards. That That's that's a good night running the football in this offense.
1: And something we don't talk about enough is some of the passes that they throw, the scream mm-hmm. passes. Those are, like Those are runs. Those are runs. And they were get they were eating up chunks of yards on those. So you I mean, we, we always talk about you know state got the state's not a running team. They got twenty something yards rushing or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you need to factor. We need to figure out how to factor in yeah. those short passes uh, any, that basically are basically a runs pass within three yards of the line of scrimmage is a run it should be a run. So uh, we we need to talk about that a you little surprised more. Surprised
0: at how poor Kentucky was in the open field tackling.
1: A little consistently bit
0: consistently made guys miss out there.
1: A little bit um, that was a little bit surprising. Uh, I was surprised how state handled them up front. That's that's a team that has been able to consistently get penetration against Mississippi State's offensive line, and I thought state just really handled um, Kentucky well. Uh, Scott Lashley was was solid at right tackle, which he was going up against Pascal mm-hmm. for most of the time. Uh, you know, those pre-snap penalties that they had, we figured out by the end of the game, which a lot of people were talking about it on um, social media because I think Leach might have brought it up at halftime, mm-hmm. there was some simulation from Kentucky mm-hmm. on the snaps, yes, which – after the game, Mark Stoops said, "No, that's illegal." Like, well, yeah, that's the point. Well, <laughs> when, he, he said it with a little smile on his face. Yes, I think, think so, he's was, he was letting us know. I mean, Leach was Leach was calling it out. I I didn't watch the broadcast, but I think they might have mentioned something on the broadcast too. That probably attributed to those pre snap penalties a little bit. But uh, offensive line as a whole was pretty good mm-hmm. against a good defensive line. I mean, that's that's a good defense. That you you you, you, you did an interview last week with a Kentucky beat writer that said that their defense was legit. Mm-hmm. He felt like they were they were had the upper hand. I agree. So, I mean, we can't go back on that now. No, no, I agree. State did a really good job against them. Yeah. The balance was was fun to look at. Number
0: 3. Every week he just keeps getting better, Will Rogers. I'm going to take the Alabama game out of the equation cuz Alabama is yeah. one of the top 3 teams in the country. But from A&M to Vanderbilt to this, that's 3 straight weeks where he's been better and better and better. He's he's improved week to week, and now he's basically into his second season, so this is you know he's. I think this was his fourteenth start. Twelfth, I think. Nah, I, th- I think I think if I think last week was was thirteen. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, Vandy, Georgia, uh, Ole Miss, Auburn, Mizzou, and uh, the Tulsa. ball game. The ball game. So that's six, and we're seven games in. Now, okay. Right? So, is that right? 13? No, we're eight games in. So yeah, 14? fourteen. Fourteen starts. Okay. So you now you're seeing what sophomore, quote, Will Rogers looks like. He's in command of the – he's 36 or 39. Yeah. Now And I don't really care if he is just dinking and dunking. That's still an impressive number. But he wasn't. He he was closer to 10 yards per completion than he's been all year. Uh, was moving the ball up and down the field, finding guys uh, in those intermediate routes. And then also his running backs were doing him some favors with some some plays you know where they were able to. What we just talked about where they were able to break some tackles and make guys miss and turn three yard gains into seven yard gains. Very impressive night for Will Rogers. Looks it, looks like he is slowly but surely rounding the corner and becoming a good quarterback.
1: I wish people would keep that in mind when they go into next ball game in the first quarter and start making posts yeah. about how it, out, enough, the guy to get him out. Enough. Like guys, just let the game play out because after those first two possessions. He was almost perfection. I think I think he had one bad pass. Probably should have been picked off on a pass of Jameer Calvin in like the third quarter. Uh, that was the only bad pass he threw during that stretch after the second possession when they scored like four straight times or whatever it was. I think that was the only bad pass he threw in that entire stretch over three quarters. He was flawless. I mean, he... he he commanded the offense. He did what he has been doing and protecting the football, but he was making some great throws, too. He was fitting throws through tight coverage. The defense was in position to make some plays, and guys just went up and made plays. That, I thought that pass to Rod Thomas was beautiful. Great pass. Um, so the pass at, to Christian Ford was the best pass. Yes, tonight. yes, and he's kind of gotten that down. That little touch pass. Yeah, yeah but um, this is his offense. I mentioned it earlier. This is his, and you know, anybody expecting him to just give it up next year uh, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because he's not just going to let this one go Uh, I think he is playing confidently and he's running the offense how it's supposed to be run Mm -hmm. and I think that's good news for Mississippi State you're you're starting to see this offense blossom into what we've thought it could be yeah Um, we've seen it do we've seen them do that against two really good defenses Mm -hmm. Texas A&M and Kentucky Mm -hmm. Uh, they have you know, and
0: LSU when they were more at full strength. Was
1: right, right. LSU was not a great defense, but they were talented. Mm-hmm. So now I think you know, you're know you going to get tested against Arkansas. Barry Odom's very good at scheming it up. Mm-hmm. He's the one that started this whole drop eight thing against Mississippi State last year and kind of befuddled them a little bit. But this offense is much different than it was a year ago when they went up against Arkansas, as we saw last night, against Kentucky, a team that shut Mississippi State down last year and had... Six interceptions. So, yeah, this is will this is Will Rogers' offense until further notice.
0: Yeah. uh Let's see here. What we got? Number uh, four. Your guy. You call him as a playmaker, but Jaden wally showing up as a difference maker for this offense. He's the big play guy in this offense. He's the guy who can stretch the <clears throat> field. I think now, especially from that slot position. He had a couple of big catching runs last night. Uh, he's the guy that Mississippi State you – know, Polk has been so consistent this year, and you, you sort of get what you get from the rest of these guys. They need Jaden Wally to be a 5-6 a game – 5-6 catch a game guy because 5-6 of Jaden Wally's catches are going to be closer to 100 yards than 5 or 6 of anybody else's catches.
1: Yeah, he's your yards-after-catch guy. Right. Him and uh, maybe Jameer Calvin, maybe Tulu. Um, he's he's the one that's, that I think's getting open the most. Now, he's he's had he had a drop again last night. He's had some drops here and there. That's that's sort of an issue for him, but I, he's just so difficult to guard. And that's th- this offense has been so good at those crossing routes and underneath throws. That's kind of where he thrives uh, across the middle of the field, getting across the middle and and making some plays. He had he had several of those on Saturday night, and getting him back involved heavily in the offense is a really good thing for Mississippi State because Makai Polk is starting to get. Bottled up a little bit sometimes. Uh, now with with SEC defenses, last night wasn't his uh, best night as far as getting open. But it's good to see all these weapons starting to emerge. Malik Heath was nowhere to be found on mm-hmm. Saturday. Makai Polk didn't have a great game, but you had other players had step five up. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't see him as much right. on. mean, you never really saw him in the red zone. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, this wasn't you know his, his best ball game, but Jaden Wally emerged there and got you mm-hmm. some big plays. Mm-hmm. I thought that the play, when State got behind the chains and he got the first down yeah, catch, that was a big play. I thought that was huge. State had those opportunities to just kind of wilt away offensively on those mm-hmm. drives, mm-hmm. and they kept coming right back down the field and moving the chains and keeping drives alive. I thought that was huge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number five.
0: We talked a lot about Will Rogers, and there's been a lot of focus on him, and obviously there should be. Played a great game in the offense, blah, blah, blah. Defense won this game. Defense won the game. They held Kentucky to 216 yards, I think. Uh, Four turnovers. Chris Rodriguez was the leading rusher in the SEC coming in. He had 34 yards in this game. They only gave up one touchdown. The other touchdown was on the punt return. This was maybe the best performance of the defense all year. They they did exactly as you know as we predicted they would do that they would they would limit the run and they would force Will Levis to try to beat them and Levis proved that he could not do that they really I think they exposed Kentucky a little bit last night exposed Will Levis a little bit last night
1: you know that uh, they had zero sacks mm-hmm. but I don't think that tells the full story of the game I don't they, either Will Levis was getting the ball off and it was resulting in negative plays for them incompletions interceptions. Things like that. That is a productive defense. You 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 don't look at the stat sheet and just say, well, they didn't have tackles for loss. They didn't have sacks. Yeah, but they forced four turnovers, and a lot of that was players getting in in Will Levis's face. And um, you know, I thought the defense I thought was was going to be uh, the difference in this ball game for Mississippi State, one way or the other. You look at Kentucky, and And what they've done this season, Georgia is the only team that's held them under 100 yards rushing. That's the best defense in the country. And Mississippi State gave up 66 yards rushing. Georgia gave up 51. Mm -hmm. State's right there with them. They've had 341 yards rushing this year, 230, 330 against LSU, and they had 66 against Mississippi State. State's proved time and time again, I, I don't care who you're rushing, um offense is state's got a chance to 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 at least slow it down. Uh this is a, this is right up there one of the elite rushing defenses in the country. And I don't think they're getting enough love right now uh, nationally, but it's really good. It it's really really good and you're right, it absolutely was the difference in the game. I said coming in, you got you cannot allow Kentucky to establish the run. State came out there and I think they had one solid run and it was Chris Rodriguez um where he fumbled when he hit the the ball hit the ground ball came out that was probably the best best play of the night for them uh, and after that I mean state just really bottled them up i thought that was an outstanding performance i mean you gave up seven you gave up 10 points offensively to that offense and you know the offense is still unsettled for them it's not a great offense it's probably middle of the pack in the sec maybe a little bit lower but they do have a guy that's leading the, the conference and rushing, and you, you held him down um, like 70 yards under his total. And I think that was a, a major win for Mississippi State.
0: I agree. I agree. Defensively, I thought this was Zach Arnett's and his group's best game. Uh, and, you know, guys like Jet Johnson has, has become one of State's best players, uh, which is something we would not have predicted before the start of the season. Uh, Watson, Bucky Watson, has become a great – I mean, Aaron Brule is not playing well this year, and State doesn't seem to miss him. Because these other guys have stepped up,
1: the linebacking core has really gotten a lot better. Yeah. I mean, we don't talk about Tyrus Weed enough. He affects so many mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. that he doesn't get credit for. The interception yeah. was uh, was his, was him tipping yeah. the
0: ball up. You know, and then the D line, Crumby did have a good game. Cam, uh, Young. Cam Young had a good game. Cam
1: Young might be their MVP on the line
0: this He's year. He's played really, really well. And then you know, we'll let's talk about this next guy, number six. We have to give a shout out to DeCamry and Richardson because did you did you notice him? Did you notice him? No. So Emerson goes out and and you and I I think we disagree on the targeting call.
1: I, I anytime you lower your head. We didn't disagree on the call. Okay. I disagreed on the fact that it should be a penalty. Okay. I, I didn't think it should be a penalty. Right. I think it by definition that was targeting. Mm-hmm. Um now I haven't seen slow mo and all I haven't seen all the different angles, but yeah. just from what I saw mm-hmm. on on Twitter when it was coming through, yeah. I don't think that's a targeting penalty. I, just I don't feel, think
0: it should be targeting. I just feel they're going to throw that flag every time your head's down.
1: No, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree by by the rule, right? That's written. You're saying that, that is it, a not Be the rule. I'm saying it should not be a penalty. Okay. I, I don't. Th- I definitely don't think you should be thrown out for that. He hit him in the chest. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing? The other thing that bothers me about that
0: is the guy twenty yards behind the play, who is behind everything, is calling that.
1: Yeah. It's just another. The targeting rule has to be examined heavily. They, they,
0: they got a lot, a lot of work to do. We, we
1: don't, we but. don't need to throw everybody out right. of the ball game. I Not agree. everything should be. An objection. You know, I remember. You know, when
0: that happened, I just looked at you. I was like, "Well, here comes DeCamry Richardson. You know, those big tests for him. He passed. Passed the test with flying colors. He couldn't do anything. I don't remember. I don't remember ever going. Oh gosh, DeCamry Richardson. I mean, there was a couple times with Forbes. I was like, "What's Forbes doing? But there was not a time with that for Richardson. Yeah, he played a really good game and deserves some credit. And that's a big boost for Mississippi State. Not only for this year, but for going forward.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. When, I think Forbes was on Wendell, Wendell Robinson the whole time. Mm-hmm. Was that? Do you think that's, think that's probably, probably, probably close? Yeah. So, you know, that Forbes was tasked with guarding one of the best receivers in the conference. And they, they literally, they don't, they don't have anybody else. Uh, their wide receivers were not good outside of Robinson. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice hardly anybody other than the guy that scored the touchdown. Um, and Ali, I didn't see him much at all. And I, I'm guessing I hadn't gone, I'm going to go back today and kind of examine a little closer, but I'm guessing, uh, Richardson was probably on him, Mm -hmm. but another guy, uh, Fred Peters was out, which by the way, uh, I believe he became a father on Saturday, which is why he missed the missed
0: the game for the birth of his child. So congrats to him.
1: Congrats to him. Uh, Sean Preston. They they attacked. They attacked state right away. Yeah. When when Emerson went out of the ball game, they said let's take a shot. They Mm -hmm. tried it, and and Preston stepped in front of it with a huge interception. He played really well uh, in that game, and and the defensive backs really stepped up. Jalen Green, those guys really came up big in the ball game, and it it really makes you feel better about this team moving forward that they got a little bit of depth back there, and these guys are getting big uh, minutes on the field. Uh, especially to Cameron Richardson, because right now you're, you're looking at Emerson leaving after this season, and you need some guys to step in there at cornerback. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about Richardson getting that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, he, 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 he earned a lot of uh, trust. We'll put it that way last night. Uh, number seven, still a worry on special teams. Almost everything Kentucky got in this game came from special teams. You had a, a punt return touchdown. State misses a field goal. A couple of of not great, you know. The punting was not good. The 16 yard punt from Tucker Day. Not quite sure why they changed punters. I thought Archer Trafford had been punting pretty well, but regardless,
1: well, um, he was fine. Last week he had 50 yards of punt. I don't know what happened. I don't, just... I don't
0: know. I said that I don't know what the, what the deal is there. So, gotta get it fixed. I mean, there's only there's only four games left. I don't know how much fixing you can do, but I feel like it's going to cost you at some point. And you know, you know me. I feel like the, the game where it finally rears its head and it costs you is going to be the egg bowl.
1: Well, it turned out you know not to matter mm-hmm. that punt return, but I was thinking about the conversation that we had. Like, you know, the team that makes the special teams mistakes yeah. is going to lose. Yeah, and usually I, when I, you give up a touch a non offensive touchdown, that's a that's a guaranteed. I loss. thought that was going to come back to to bite state when they they gave up the mm-hmm. punt return and they missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, the go. state's going to lose. Yeah, and to their credit, they this is the first time they've really been able to overcome those issues. And
0: I'll say this too that a lot of people pointed there was there was obviously a missed block in the back on that uh, punt return. Tulu got blocked. Yeah, it yeah. happened. But when you line drive the punt into the guy's arms, Wasn't a good punt! That's these are the kind of things that can happen. And Ali is a good enough athlete that he could have probably still gotten around all that. Uh, without the block in the back, so you can't do that. I mean, that, that the the bad punt set everything in motion. So, State's special teams this year have just not been good. Uh, Matt Brock is not a coach I'm talking about letting go because he's a fantastic recruiter and he's done a great job with the linebackers. But from a special teams perspective, State might need to reexamine some of the things they're doing there. Because well, and I don't some working.
1: of the stuff I don't blame on him. Some of it's just guys just not executing. Like some of yeah. it's just silly. I, and things. then you know, it, you know when and I know gets it gets
0: hurt, you can't you know your backup kicker not going to be as yeah. good. I get that, but. The inability just to, to settle on a punter and get consistency is a problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you know, well, you know, last year it was he went with uh, two different punters and mm-hmm. one of them was Tucker Day was like the booming guy, and yeah. I think it was Reed Bowman yeah, was the angling guy. But you don't and, have that this year. Yeah, I and mean, both of the guys have, have not been very consistent. No, they,
0: have not. they have not, so. All right, number eight. You sort of called this. You talked about Kentucky being fool's goal to the way. Kentucky. Mid. Mid, mid, yeah, they're, they're... Not, they're not great. They may end up being the bet, the worst ten and two team in the history of college football. They might not lose again. Their next games are Tennessee. Uh, they still have Tennessee. I think they still have Vanderbilt, and then they have Louisville and a non, another non-conference game, like New Mexico or something. I don't know who it is. So they have a great chance to go ten and two. And end up in the cotton bowl and they're not any good. I said they were a bad, good team. No, they're a good bad team. Yep. They're a good bad team.
1: Yep. But I mean, you look at the schedule, they you look at it an easy they've schedule. the they've had all their toughest games have been at home other than Georgia and they got blown out in that ballgame. Mm-hmm. Their schedule's not good. Um, you know, Florida didn't play well. And you know they won that ball game. They deserve credit for for doing mm-hmm. that. But we're we're finding out that Florida's not very good. Yeah, I mean they only beat Kentucky
0: or beat UT Chattanooga by five. Yeah, they only beat South Carolina by six. Their remaining games are Tennessee, uh, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville.
1: They could go ten and two. I think Tennessee. I'm I'm starting to lean towards Tennessee winning that game. I'm not sure. But yeah, we'll. Pull, ten- we'll Tennessee's kind of Tennessee's I'm, slowly kind of climbing up the mountain a little bit, and they have they actually have. An offense that I think it can is, oh, it'll challenge them. Yeah, so I, but
0: like, Tennessee
1: mid mid also mid also mid. Yeah,
0: so number nine state can get eight. They can get eight. They can win three. They can win three of the final four. Yeah, I think so. I really do think so. Auburn at Auburn. Bo Nix is actually playing pretty well, uh, which uh, I give Brian Harson a lot of credit for that. Uh, it's gonna be incredibly interesting to see what happens with him <laughs> after December the eighth. Um, so that's going to be very tough. It's always tough to win at Auburn. But state can win this week because Arkansas is a one dimensional team and state can stop the run. And then, you know, you have Tennessee State. You know, you're going to get that. And then you have the Egg Bowl, which three weeks ago, I think everybody would have been like, I'd be happy to not lose by 30. And now it's turned into, well, they're so beat up. State, you know, state's probably the. I think state might be favored in that game today.
1: Depends on Matt Corral. It don't, I, it completely I think on uh, this this week's big if if he comes out and he's because they, they could have shot something up in that ankle to numb it up through. or something yeah I mean he could he could come back because he said he had something popped He heard something pop in his uh, ankle um if they lose him, they're in really bad trouble well, I mean they, and they, I, they, I think that makes I think that makes him even more impressive what he's done if college football had a most valuable player. It would be Matt Corral, no doubt. I mean, but the Heisman is something different. from From what I from what I heard last night, they had their top two receivers ended up getting hurt too yeah. during the game. And so, I, mean, I mean, they had nothing; and they were still line in is position. Beat up. Sam Williams was hurt in that. Game. I mean, they just they're just beat up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing that they've it, been it able to stay afloat getting,
0: every week. It seems like they're piling on a new injury. Yeah. So by the time they get the egg bowl,
1: I, I'm really interested to see what they are when we get to that ball game. That's why I never no, make. Uh, that's why I never make predictions on that no, game until
0: the week before. No sympathy though. I mean, State played last year with 43 guys. True. So.
1: Yeah, uh, but uh, that will be brought up if something. Oh, happens. for sure. But I have. But I have
0: the. uh yeah, I the receipts. I have the receipts. There you go. Number 10. Mississippi State will beat Arkansas. I'm telling you. I'm telling you on Monday instead of uh, instead of Friday. Oh. They're gonna win. They're going to Arkansas to win. Okay. I said last week, if they beat Kentucky, they'll beat Arkansas. If they beat Kentucky. I'm sticking to it. They're going to beat Arkansas.
1: Well, um, you contrary know, I think to Texas, Danny
0: West's beliefs,
1: I think Texas A&M is. I know Arkansas beat them, but I think Texas A&M right now is better mm-hmm. than Arkansas. Yeah, uh, Arkansas is kind of you know they had that hot start. Yeah, and the they've blown out a couple of teams. If that they are had bad. beaten
0: Ole Miss, they might have gotten a little more going. But I mean, they got Auburn handled them so easily. Yeah, and like I said that.
1: State can stop the run, mm-hmm. so I feel confident they can beat Arkansas. Okay, right. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna examine that game a little bit closer mm-hmm. in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. To oh, I will too. But well, I, I think as of right now, like I'm kind of I'm leaning towards State win that game yeah, too. So. And well, that that would be huge. That would be a bigger win than this one, I think. I think it's fair to say that's a
0: very important game. Yes, but there are other things that are important as well. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee. Down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for closers. Is brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-through on Highway 12, or over to the spot on University Drive, or in Brew- head to Brupelo in Tupelo if you're over that way, and grab a drink from Strange Brew Coffee House. Get your day started. Get that little boost to get your week going. It's Monday. You know you need it. Head over to Strange Brew. Uh, it's got to be special teams for me that get the uh, no coffee from Mississippi State. Just just so many mistakes. Mistakes in every level of the game, too. Punting, kicking, the return game. It just seems like everything, there were problems for Mississippi State and special teams, which was the only thing. Now, I mean, I know special teams was a big part of the game, but State was able to overcome that pretty easily. That tells you what a little bit about this team. <laughs> in the SEC... Oh, well, here I am again. No coffee for me. (laughs) Uh, Danny Boy, you got to get out, Dan. Dan, if you're listening, you tell Jimmy Sexton you'll take an offensive coordinator job in the NFL.
1: Find an NFL position now.
0: Whatever it is, you've got to do it because you are going to get fired next year. Shout out to Kirby Smart for telling Dan Mullen what we've already known, that you can't out-coach elite recruiting. You just can't do it. It doesn't matter how good you are if the other team has better players than you, you're probably going to lose nine times out of ten. So it's got to be Dan Mullen. Robbie, what happened? What if they lose to Florida State? Oh, they'd be I,
1: seven and five. He might get fired then. Yeah, because their schedule's not not that tough coming the out. Remaining schedule is
0: uh, South Carolina, Missouri, Ugh. Samford. Ugh. And Florida State, oh, they should go eight and four. Florida State's playing much better. Right they are, and they're going to is. If it's in Tallahassee, something maybe something crazy could happen.
1: But at, at best, he's going so, eight and four for so, a second straight so season. Let's say, let's let's. let's they say, went eight and four last year, right? I think they were like nine and four because they Cause had the,
0: the, the SEC championship game they had the extra okay. game. Um, so let's play this game then. So let's say they, they lose to Florida State, right? Seven yeah. and five, and they get sent to the Liberty Bowl. Oh. To play I don't know, Iowa State. And they lose that game. And now they're seven and six. You're getting fired, Dan. I mean that's Will Muschamp territory. Yeah. I mean McIlwain was better at the
1: Well McIlwain went to two
0: SEC championships. Your stat today, by the way, uh peeved at least one guy off. I love when stats. Two. Okay, it's like, hey, here are these numbers. They are numbers.
1: and, argue, and then the people argue with you, yeah. like, no, that there's no. And here, here's the thing on on this. Okay, I'm picking and choosing. No, I I'm picking where these two turned a corner or went the other way. Well, and th- this is what happened. You could at, have gone twelve games and said
0: because that, that's a full season, right? Yeah, and it would be five and seven, seven and five.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, what's the difference? So, yeah. first half of of Mike Leach's first year at Mississippi State was not good but by the end of the first year you start seeing things trending up for Mississippi State at the end of the schedule for Dan Mullen things were trending down and now the two teams are going in different directions this season. State's 5-3 and three, Florida's 4-4 four and four. so I mean of course I'm going to pick where things started to change. That's, that's what trends are that's how trends work. That's not cherry picking for CJ out there that argue with me today that's not cherry picking that is a trend and we'll we'll come back I'll come back in in twenty two games if you want me to look at it we'll we'll discuss that i I don't care, but the bottom line is Dan Mullen is not doing what Florida expects him to do when he's making seven point five million dollars. You can't make seven point five million dollars at anything and be five hundred. That's just not gonna work at Florida. Where Dan Mullen is now performing worse than Ron Zook mm-hmm. at one point, point. and Jim McElwain, and Jim McElwain—that's definitely not going to fly. And he's not recruiting at a level they want him to recruit. Although he's—I mean—they're the, still recruiting in the top fifteen, which but to that's me, not good enough.
0: Florida wants to be in top five.
1: To me, anywhere from one to fifteen, you're you can you can compete for a national championships. So I don't, you know, I. He need, he does need to recruit better, but he has the players. I'm not. I, we're not going to well, let him off the, the hook thing. with that. They don't have the players to beat Alabama and Georgia. Right. They
0: do have the players to win the rest of their
1: games. Well, I think they do have the players that they could oh, beat. About that. Well, they just did last year. They just beat out Al- Georgia, and they, they had, were in position to beat Alabama elite, this year. They had
0: an elite quarterback last year. Okay, but the, that they don't now.
1: The guy that was the backup his entire career yeah, in high school good. and college. Trask a good, good player. I know, but I'm. But my point is. Mm-hmm. It do, it doesn't have to be black and white like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he has enough talent on that team. That's why I say anywhere top 15, I think you're capable of competing for a national championship. Okay, um, Clemson did it early on in their stages. Mm-hmm. So I think that he has a roster that can compete. Mm-hmm. Now, right now the quarterback position is a problem. Um, the freshman seems to be pretty he, – he seems to be the guy. And I don't know why that he won't just let him be, but – um, I you know I I just I think that he needs to he needs to move on to the NFL. I I thought that's where he would go after he left Mississippi State anyway, but he went the exact opposite direction. He went to somewhere went to with the more expectations. Pressure cooker, maybe in college football. Yeah, season, so. and for the people too, that get upset about people talking about Mullen. I mean. It's natural. The guy was here for ten yeah. years. I mean, we're we're not going to just go, stop talking well, about. Well,
0: it goes it. back to what we were talking. About. We're, we're allowed to talk about whatever we want to talk exactly.
1: about. Exactly. I I get so tired of people saying Nobody's that we can't talk. It to tell me, I can't talk about whatever. I'll talk about whatever the hell I want. If I want to talk about Lincoln Riley, I can talk about can talk Lincoln talk about Riley. It. Yeah, I mean, and his terrible brisket.
0: Yes. Stuff like that. So. nationally, I went with Michigan. Uh, they they seemed like they had that game in hand, and they blew it against Michigan State. That's two straight wins for Mel Tucker for. Uh, Soon to be LSU head coach Mel Tucker uh, over them. And it just looks like another Michigan kind of year. Now they're probably going to go ten and two, and that's a really good season. But and and I don't know if you guys follow Ari Wasserman, who's a he's a really good college football guy from the Athletic. Uh, he is a definitely his podcast is called Stars Matter to let you know his opinions on recruiting. Um, but he made a good point. He's like. Basically, Michigan has recalibrated their expectations. Michigan used to be a school where they expected to win the national title. Now they've only won one since like the '60s. But regardless, every year they went into the season thinking we're here to win the national title. Now they've gotten to the point where they're like, we just want to go win nine, ten games. They're a team that has downgraded their expectations because if they hadn't, they would have fired Jim Harbaugh already because mm-hmm. they're not any closer to the national title today than they've ever been. So,
1: but Michigan, I thought the, I, I think they're a little better. They're better they this year been. than
0: they have been the past few years, but they're still not good. They're going to It's smoked. crazy
1: to see their their record against like top ten teams. They're going to get smoked by
0: Ohio State. Yes, again.
1: again. I will give uh, credit
0: to one Michigan alum though, Dave Portnoy, for coming out there on stage in East Lansing and blazing the double birds. I thought I, that was hilarious. I'm yeah,
1: I mean they they had a bigger crowd than College Game Day.
0: I think I saw somebody put it on Twitter. I mean more people. Brandon Walker moves the needle more than Kirk. Yeah, they knew he was there. BFW I mean what we can need, you say I want you know as much as I would like to see that show come to Starkville and in case you're wondering they only do these shows in the, in the states that, where their gambling app is available so until it's available in Mississippi we're never going to see them down here but as much as I would love to see a show in Starkville for the heroes welcome that Brandon would receive one in Oxford where he would go out, I think he might do that I think he might take the uh, he might play the DX music and crotch chop his way across the stage yes Please. It would be hilarious.
1: So, I would love to see him go to Oxford. Oh, yeah. That'd be excellent. Does he
0: go to the to Oxford as the villain, or does he dress up as Walker Brandon the Third?
1: That that would be a better troll if he was Walker Brandon the Third. I, I agree.
0: I agree. Like in a full Colonel Reb suit? Please. Oh, my God. That's almost like he lost a bet. All right. <laughs> Tomorrow's show, we'll recap what Leach has to say at the press conference. We'll do our SEC picks, uh, plus anything else we pop up, and then a lot of Arkansas talk over the next few days as we get ready for another another big game uh, for the Bulldogs here in the, uh, at the end of the season. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.